1: You know,
2: me. there's a reason me, so in Dancing Men leave. Me, I'm getting tired of following around these Democrat buffoons. I'm sick and tired of following their arguments around. So I now have to watch a story about some young girl whose claim to fame is Trump wanted to do something that he never did. And for that... Liz Cheney is somehow an authority rather than just some poor woman with a thigh rash that won't go away. I don't like that. It's, for instance, uh, Squirrel, did I ever tell you about the time a teacher said something to my daughter? I was very upset. I wanted to go to the school and throw the teacher from the second-story window and then drag the teacher back home to my house till he changed his mind. But my wife told me not to do it, and I didn't do it. So am I guilty of assault on the teacher? I don't think so either, Squirrel. See, that's why you're a much better person than this fraud. Now, that being said... One thing we know about the Democrat mafia, they may have leveraged this young girl to God knows what. They're intimidating, they're extorting, they're taking away, they're taking away the property of Trump's attorneys. They ambush him in, uh, where is the, the, uh, here it is.
3: Federal agents have seized the phone of former U.S. President Donald Trump's election attorney. That's according to a lawsuit filed by the lawyer John Eastman in New Mexico. Eastman said the FBI appeared to be working, quote, at the behest of the Department of Justice.
2: Because the FBI is the Gestapo of the corrupt Democrat mafia led Department of Injustice called the Department of Justice and ferret face Merrick Garland. That's not my favorite part of the story, though. This is
3: he wants a federal judge to tell the DOJ to return his property to block investigators from accessing the phone and to destroy any records it has obtained. In the filing, Eastman claimed the FBI took the phone as he was leaving a restaurant last week and forced him to open it.
2: Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean you forced him to open it? Shame on him for opening it. You see, here's the deal, people. In case you haven't figured it out, the FBI isn't really investigating crimes. If they would, they would be investigating a crime like this. The president pays off a Russian hooker for his crack-smoking son. Sweetheart. This is Hunter Biden. Hey, are you okay? Now, this is some sort of a hangover of both crack, booze, and prostitution. I like the sound of this voice. It makes everybody look smarter, except for Democrats who voted for this kind of shenanigans.
4: Everything fine? Are you hurt in any way? Any, Any way are you hurt? Hey,
5: is anything hurt on you? Anything?
2: I mean, this is the intellect that raised $1.5 billion from the Chinese communists. This is the intellect that the uh, Ukrainian oligarchs that were now paying off the bribery, um, this is the intellect that said, hey, I want you on the board of my energy company. Because after all, this is my kind of guy. I was literally saying, I'm sorry that it took so long to give you $10,000. Do you know why it took so long? He had to beg his papa for $100,000 to give this Russian whore $10,000. It's the trickle down of whores. Oh, God. From Joe Biden to the crack smoking son to the whore. Did the FBI investigate this? No, no, no. So what's the FBI really interested in?
6: One other question at this point, Ms. Hutchinson. Were you aware of concerns that White House counsel Pat Cipollone or Eric Hirschman had about the language President Trump used in his ellipse speech?
7: There were many discussions the morning of the sixth about the rhetoric of the speech that day. In my conversations with Mr. Hirschman, he had relayed that we would be foolish to include language that had been included.
2: at the that, Brilliant. Squirrel hands don't look bored. If you listen to the Democrat Mafia, this is the story of the day. We were tempted to put language in, but we decided not to. Are you fracking kidding me? No wonder they all have college degrees. Because now they give them to the every moron out there. Just every moron that will recite a lot of hubbub. She says literally nothing. This is the breaking evidence.
7: The president's request, which headlines along to the effect of... Brilliant. ...fight for Trump... We're going to march to the Capitol. I'll be there with you. Fight for me. Fight for what we're doing. Fight for the movement. Um, things about the vice president at the time, too. Both Mr. Hirschman and White House Counsel's office were urging the speechwriters.
2: So you think this is what it's all about, right here? You think this is what it's all about, Trump and January 6th? I pose to you, you're all wrong. This is about one thing and one thing only. I have a lot of grievances with some of Trump policies. I think some of them were downright stupid. I think others were absolutely fantastic and better for the country than most people know. You just saw the Supreme Court um, justices exercise one of those reasons. I think Trump was fantastic. The other reason is an article that will not get talked about on media shows. More than 306 civilians die in Syrian civil war since 2011. Did you know that, Squirrel? Not a lot of people talk about it. Yeah, in fact, we occupy one-third of Syria. Sure, it's just the oil fields, but we occupy it. Donald Trump, when he took office, we had more than 3,000 troops in Syria. Donald Trump lowered that to 600. That's really the reason that they needed to get him out. He was disrupting their corrupt flow of money through a rogue military-industrial complex. That's why they had to get him out of the way. And now you're embroiled in... An oligarch war, billions upon billions, $60 billion. And how much in Syria? Does anybody even remember Syria? 2011, you remember when Barack Obama, before he looked like Morgan Freeman when his hair was black, and Barack Obama accused them of the red line, don't cross the red line. Then they made up the chemical attack that was orchestrated by our CIA. CIA. The one where the CNN reporter smelled the shirt. I definitely smell something. Yeah, you smell bulldung, honey. And you were spewing a lot of it. But I never forget a timeline.
3: In December, President Trump made an extraordinary declaration about U.S. involvement in Syria.
0: We have won against ISIS.
3: Now it's time for our troops to come back home. Ignoring advice from his generals and advisors, Trump said that the U.S. would leave Syria.
2: And that's why they had to get him out. Now, I want you to hear the voices. Of the fraud, paid off politicians, the one who get the massive amounts of their donation from the military industrial complex. You're never going to believe who the Republicans are. You're never going to believe it.
3: Defense Department officials said that they were ordered to do it within 30 days. Then came a flurry of criticism, even from inside his own party.
8: I believe it is a catastrophic mistake. Rubio. It needs to be Adam Kinzinger.
3: Then, the resignations. First, Defense Secretary Jim Mattis quit. And America's chief diplomat in the fight against ISIS, Brett McGurk, soon followed. But now, the timeline is unclear. I never said we're doing it that quickly. He went on to say that the U.S. will leave at a proper pace while continuing to fight ISIS.
2: Which is what he would have done in Afghanistan, which is what he did. And by the way, Liz Cheney came out in between breakfasts to complain about this too. The same ones who are misusing, not just Congress, because what the hell does it do anyway? Except misappropriate, sit on their fat asses and raise money. They're wasting hundreds of millions of our money. Hundreds of millions. That here we are 15 months in, and the breaking story is some sorority girl that says she has evidence of something they were going to say but didn't say? You have to be a moron or a Democrat or a corrupt piece of dung to buy any of this, and not put your eye where it really, really belongs, on the corruption of government as they misuse our military to secure their bribes. Now, the real problem that Russia has is they didn't really bribe them enough, and after all, they were just sending $10,000 whores over to little Hunter's house. If they would have bribed Joe Biden the way the Ukrainians bribed them, well then, oh boy. Maybe you could have got some real action. In the meantime, I still want to know, how many troops do we have in Syria right now? And Why aren't we talking about Syria? Or is that just another civil war that we're going to pretend we didn't know about for the last uh, 11 years? The way we, did, we pretend we didn't know about the Ukrainian civil war for the last eight years, right? Go Ukraine! I don't see any Syrian flags. You see any Syrian flags? I don't see them on all the houses, all the Democrat scumbag, all the union pretend worker houses. I don't see any of the Syrian flags anywhere. They don't want to talk about that. The good news is they don't have to, because if, as you look at Chicago and you look at the morons and you realize it's like a zombie apocalypse, oh, you're not going to see any dead people, but they're out and about voting. You can cook it. This is what you're really, really witnessing today: is a distraction, another distraction from the from the reality. Of exactly what the Democrat Mafia is. Simple.
6: Justice Thomas has sort of floated that out there about contraceptive rights. And yes. Contraception and about same-sex marriages. But other justices have pushed back to say, no,
5: he's really sort of on his own with that.
6: Well, Don't he... do believe that? Well, he may be on his own, but he's signaling, as he often did. You know, people... I went to law school with
2: him. Mm-hmm. He's been a person of grievance for as long as... That's the Duchess of Chaffington who went to law school. Law school with the Supreme Court justice she now wants to use as a fundraiser. And that's what this is all about. Making morons hyper-hysterical over constantly stoking the flames of division rather than discussing just what the principles are. Because what these people know is even Democrats... That's just some lovely Democrats saying burn it down before they actually burned it down. Here, here's another one.
6: And so the question is, what are we going to do? And some people are like, we're going to do this. No, we need to do that. No, we need to do this. Let's call it this. Let's call it that. What color are you wearing? I don't give a about any of those things, y'all. Do everything. Whatever you want to do.
2: See, not every Democrat is a Mercedes Marxist. Not everyone is an Antifa scumbag looking for another fix free rent. Not every Democrat is a scumbag that doesn't want to pay off his tuition.
6: I'll start with the babyest of the babyest of the baby steps. Open abortion clinics on federal land.
2: Do you think she understands the not just irony, but the hystericalness in her using baby steps of baby steps of baby steps? To talk about killing babies. Do you think she gets that squirrel? Ah, she probably doesn't. She's a Democrat bimbo. And all she needs to do is chant and lie and get everybody all whipped up. And then maybe, maybe, they'll continue to vote for her the way they did all of these other legendary scumbag Democrats, like Nancy Pelosi, who elbowed an eight-year-old. The piece of garbage she is. Good thing the father wasn't me. Because I would have ear-slapped that political whore the way she deserves. 312-642-5600.
0: Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. The- AM560, The Answer. I hope you didn't
2: uh, tune in because you wanted me to talk about voting day.
9: Hey baby, you we'll
2: cover that, but that's a segment here in Illinois. It's not something you dedicate the show to. I'm optimistic. I hope the Illinoisans will right some very terrible wrongs, but I do realize what we are in for. This is a state filled with these Democrat mafia members. This is a state that isn't embarrassed or humiliated when President Numbnuts gets lectured to by that French cheese-eaten surrender monkey, Macron, married to the woman with man hands.
10: Joe, you predicted it for a while. Excuse me. Sorry to interrupt you. I.
2: He he goes up, the the sound is bad because he uh, did it outside. He goes up to him, he spins his dumb ass around. And he says, uh, you know, listen, leaning on the Saudis isn't going to do anything. They're already operated at full capacity. Can you imagine the audacity of this failure? See, that's what the French president is, a failure. Giving us advice on energy. The only thing that France did that even saves it remotely is the fact that eighty percent of their energy is nuclear. Aside from that, they're complete morons, just like a Chicago Democrat. So now this imbecile, this failure, do they ever pay us back the money for more? Than what to? I don't think they did. Hey, where's the money? Call Manhands and find out where the money is before you start giving advice. The audacity to spin around an American president and lecture him on what his policies should be, but that's what you're going to get because this is the same policy of that French corrupt swindler married to a very masculine woman. This is what you get when you put a Democrat in charge of anything. Failure, confusion, and who pays. Not them. They're all tooling around any way they want. This guy's in France. It's the only way he was going to get there to bust out that he is. If he wasn't in politics, Joe Biden would still be hustling his 80-year-old ass, only he'd be working as a beggar at Mariano's, screwing up the order. Rich, Indian head park. Hey
9: Sean, how you doing today? Good, how are you? Good. Listen, I watched these uh hearings and this uh Cassidy Hutchinson um, all she said when she was giving these leading questions, and that's what they were, they were leading questions. Yeah. All she said it was uh uh something that had effect, it's something I overheard, it's my understanding.
1: That's called hearsay. And we're
9: supposed to and we're yeah, hearsay. We're supposed to hang our head on what she said?
2: She didn't say anything anyway. Her understanding even when she of what's talked, even when she talked, the reason it's a non-story. Even when she talked, she basically said Trump wanted to put in harsher words, they said no. Trump wanted to go to the Capitol, they said no. So he didn't do what she's alleging he wanted to do. Just like I didn't go throw my daughter's teacher from the second story window and drag his ass up and down North Avenue the way I wanted to. Exactly. See, you can only be guilty of a crime you actually committed. Not one you thought of. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm so tired of these Democrat morons lying, cheating, and stealing, or as they call it, policy. It's despicable. Why isn't there a hearing on Syria? I want to know how much money, how many boys have been killed that you've been covering up, how many special ops. Are they just CIA that's off the records and never has to tell us how much money and life they wasted? Or is it the military?
10: The inbound helicopter is returning from Syria as soldiers are ordered to come home from other fronts. Their mission in the U.S.-led coalition will continue in Syria.
6: The Biden administration is committed to retaining U.S. military presence in northeast Syria.
2: Back up to three thousand. We occupy one third of Syria. Where's all the flags? What about the the climate? They're bombing the hell out of Syria, just like Iraq. What about the climate? You lying rat bastards. God, I can't stand them. I can't stand these Democrats. Have I covered it up? I think I've been very open. You know, yesterday at Mistwood, there was one fat Democrat skipping out on work, must have been a city job, hitting golf balls. And every time I said it, he looked back. But that's all he did. He looked back because he knew he didn't have a leg to stand on. And probably he likes to sit on his fat ass because every accusation I, I cast upon them is an
10: accusation of Fact. This is what people hate about Washington, D.C. It's a simple question. Are you for pipelines? In the act,
4: the project eligibility allows allows us to work on projects that can deliver electricity.
2: This is a Congressman Brian Mast questioning a Biden energy political moron who was appointed there for no other reason than his probably sexual proclivities, and he sits there in a time when they're telling us
10: everything's on the table.
9: Generating capacity. Creating a
10: friendly regulatory please, environment. Please, uh, if I could interrupt. Please, no, you can't. Yes, I, I can now No, you can't. It's
1: not your yes, time. Yes, I can't. No, sure. you
10: can't cutting off 25,000 like jobs guy. as it relates to the XL pipeline, 800,000 barrels a day of oil to the United States of America. You're willing to ask for money for the Development Finance Corporation, money from we, the people, in the United States of America to develop energy infrastructure overseas, reduce the regulatory environment for energy infrastructure to include fossil fuel usage overseas, but you'll cut it off here for made in america from sea to shining sea and that's the story of the day dummies
2: not some sorority chick lying through her caps the story of the day is we are enriching other countries we are paying off bribes that the biden crime family has taken for decades to the oligarchs in ukraine to the corrupt apparatchik in syria what about somalia 700 more troops there last month. You want to talk about that? Where's all the hearings? Where's the hearings? Oh, I know where they are.
7: To not include that language for legal concerns and also for the optics of what it could portray the president wanting to do that day.
2: Oh, he wanted to do it. Arrest him. Somebody stop the inhumanity. He wanted to do what we all wanted to do. Stop the greatest theft in American history of this wrinkled ass political whore from seizing control of our country and its policies tim on the south side hey sean yes i have been on the show a couple times i'm with you i love it thank you i hate france
11: too and i want you to hook me up with that donnelly auction guy because i got a world war ii french army rifle never been fired only dropped one
2: (laughs) you know i had an uncle good looking son of a gun uncle mikey And uh, he used to get his pay in Hershey bars and nylons. And he would tell me from time to time, do you have any idea how many French cousins you have? He had a hell of a time. He (laughs) invaded Normandy and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. And aside from that, he wooed a lot of those French women. But after all, they're used to men like Macron. They don't know what a man is. When they see one, they get all hot and bothered. 312-642-5600.
0: Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome. On the Sean Thompson Show, on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
10: All right,
2: it is the zombie apocalypse in Illinois, or as it's more commonly known, Election Day. It's an uphill battle for anybody who's a Republican. We have seven, I believe, in the Senate race, seven Republicans. I've only talked to three. Those... Three include two of them that I'm going to talk to twice. I talked to Peggy Hubbard twice. Now, this is the second time I'm talking to Matt Dubiel, who is running for U.S. Senate in Illinois. Matt, how are you? Hey,
8: I'm good, Sean. I got a slight correction. There are not seven Republicans or conservatives running in Senate. There's one. The other six are closet Democrats. Ah, very good.
2: See what he did there? I love that. I love that. Way to stay focused. I'll tell you this. I do not like politicians who pretend to be parents, so when politicians, I had a friend of mine call me yesterday. He's like, "Why didn't you mention so and so?" When a parent or, or when a, when a politician says to me, like a parent would, I'm going to make you get along with everybody else. We're going to bring the party together. I am not interested in being together with the establishment Republicans. I'm not interested in in getting along with the political whores that would kiss Ken Griffin's ass, the front runner that he is, and pretend that uh, Richard Irving is anything but a scumbag. So. To a certain extent, I agree. There are some major, major divisions among the candidates, and that's what people have to know. Do you think you had a good enough run? Are you happy with where you are? What do you predict is going to
8: happen? I This is going to be a, a low turnout day, and unfortunately, that's what uh, the Democrats and that's what the Illinois GOP wants. So, uh, you know, the people are going to get what they deserve, and this is your chance if you're uh, if you're complaining and if you're thinking about leaving and if you're sick of the way things are going you got a shot there's some grassroots Patriots that are actually conservative that are running for races and they're running based on things like school choice and medical freedom and and you know getting rid of inflation and getting rid of these biden regime agenda items that are so popular in Illinois but if you keep voting in what the loser GOP people want you to vote in if they knew what to do Sean they would be winning all these years and but for some yeah. reason people People keep listening to these organizations, and they are a bunch of losing organizations. So today's the big day, right? I mean, you'll
2: know tonight uh, what your outcome is. And come what may, I'm curious to know because it's an interesting choice you made. You know, you were not somebody that thought, ah, I'm going to run for politics. Not that I'm aware of, and I've known you for a while. Um, What is your experience that you grabbed out of this? What do you like? What don't? What What is it that you don't like?
8: I like meeting the uh, the people around the state of Illinois, the people south of I-80 especially. You know, there's some of us scattered here in the uh, collar counties and stuff that believe in, in patriotism and the Constitution. So those have been the highlights. What I'm seeing from the Illinois GOP and the people inside the party and all these people that want to steer and direct people with their endorsements is what exactly the problem was. I used to think it was the Democrats, Sean. I used to think it was the Democratic voters. Yeah, and I, what I'm finding out is it's the Illinois GOP and it's the Uniparty.
2: I never, I never thought it was uh, the Democrats. I always gave the credit where it deserved the inside scumbag who like to play second fiddle, because quite frankly, there's uh, less eyes on you when you're the second biggest crime family. And that's how I've always felt about the Illinois GOP, as they meander around. It looked like like a, a Brooks Brothers outlet mall whenever I would be around the GOP. I found them to be scoundrels and scallywags. And I particularly like as they have their family members all set up in businesses as they... Uh, unlike the Democrats who just put their family members in ghost jobs, the Republicans set them up an entire industry. So I'm optimistic that that would change, but I'm also a realist. How did it look uh, with Ken Griffin's money? Who was his prize candidate, and what were your interactions? I'm curious.
8: Here's what I want to know. Yeah, so I met that guy once, the faker from Aurora. Who I met is him he? once he? Who,
2: was, no, who's, uh, the, who's the, the, the Senate candidate for for that slate, you know?
8: Oh, uh, I think unofficially it's probably the establishment lady from up north. Um, right. I, I think unofficially. I think that somebody should ask her if, if she'll support Irvin if he's elected as governor and she's elected as senator, because my answer would be I would not stand next to him. I would not support anybody on that ticket. I won't even go to Oberweiss anymore uh, to get ice cream because Oberweiss is backing that faker, and there's a bunch of people that are backing Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oberweiss was
2: backing uh, uh, Irving?
8: Yeah. Come she's on. He's on the website. He's Yeah, he's all over Facebook. Jim Oberweiss, urban, whose wife yes. has lived
2: a mile and a half from me in Naples for the last 20 years, which is my yeah. favorite part of the story. My favorite part of the Oberweiss story isn't that he looks like he should be on his on his posters, which I think he should be. And I don't mean when he runs for office. I mean when he makes those delicious milkshakes that you end up looking like J.B. Pritzker. But his wife said, you know what, I know you're a state politician, but it sucks so bad, I'm going to Florida.
8: I love that
2: part of the Oberweiss history.
8: Yeah, there's... They're siphoning the money from the suckers in Illinois, myself included, <laughs> although not anymore. And then they're taking it down to Florida, and they're living the good life of freedom. Yeah, but he, uh,
2: he doesn't people, make money in the in the government. He makes money because of his Oberweiss delicious milkshakes that make you look well, like a fat that's what I'm talking Democrat. about, yeah. yeah,
8: and the patty melts and whatnot, exactly. Yeah. And then they come here, and they tell everybody that the only chance for a governor to win is this servant. And here's what I want to know. Why isn't the news item that Irvin dropped out? Because... Uh, It seems to me like Ken Griffin dropped out. And if Ken Griffin dropped out, to me, that seems by extension that Urban dropped out, no?
2: That, to me, is my favorite part of the story.
8: My favorite thing. And this is what I mean.
2: There are still good people in Illinois. Obviously, they're all Republicans, and there are only just a few of them. And they recognize that this fraud was exactly what I accused them of being, a political whore to the pimp who paid him to move the tower closer so he could front-run his own orders and become worth billions and billions of dollars. It's a wonderful scam, and um, it's nice to see that he lost. And for that, you never know, man. There may be an upside. What What were your numbers going in, and how optimistic are you?
10: Well, my numbers
8: going in were zero. They did a Sun-Times poll that said the two ladies were tied for 10% and I was at 7%. And you know now what they do with the polls is they use them to suppress votes and they use them to manipulate perception. They don't want people voting. They don't want to win. The GOP doesn't want to win. They want to put a candidate up against Tammy Duckworth that is going to lose and lose gracefully and look like she gave it the college try. And if people want that, they should vote for one of the other six. If they want to win and they want to beat Duckworth and then come back in four years for Dick Durbin, Matt, do Uh, with the guy there's no question
2: i love it i you know listen i wish you the best of luck i think we need this seat i think it's crucially important and i'm curious to know um pending on the results will you be in the family truckster after the fourth of july or before should it go sideways (laughs) heading to your favorite state
8: yeah, well, I you know, I, we have a we have a home here in uh, in Naperville and and here's here's you know what's going to happen. You're in real estate. We're in deep trouble if if these fakers all get in. Watch out because your home prices are not going to be what they were before and oh, people man. are going to want to leave the state fast.
2: We've been having this conversation for quite a while. You know that. And uh yep. I left Illinois because I didn't hate anybody enough to sell them Illinois real estate. In fact, I had three guys come in my store last Saturday. And one was a real estate broker, nice guy. And I kept saying to him, if you inflationally adjust the money, you lost 50%. He's like, wait a minute, I don't understand what you're saying to me. I said, what do you mean? $100,000 in 2000 is the equivalent of $150,000 today. If you, once you inflationally adjust the compounded uh, inflation of your dollar, and that's before this Biden, you in Illinois have lost 50% if you think you're breaking even and you bought your house 20 years ago. and the Illinois, and, and the guy's a real estate guy. He's like, I don't think I follow you. I had to lay it out on paper for him. And that's really the kind of situation we're in. If people realized just how much having this political mafia ruin your state actually cost you, and you could put a dollar amount on it and understood the velocity of money and realized you lost 50% just in the sale price if you sell it for what you could sell it for 20 years ago, but all the taxes, all the maintenance, all the rehab, you realize just what it costs you to live in a corrupt state. And that's why when they look at Florida and they say, oh, my God, those real estate prices are so high. No, dummy. That's the waterline of inflation. (laughs) That's the waterline of inflation. That's
8: the problem. Well, Sean, I'm going to tell you something you already know. They're going to keep ruining Illinois, but we don't have to let them ruin the rest of the country. And when you move to Florida or you move to Tennessee or another red state – Dick and Duck are still your senators unless you pick a patriot and get somebody in there. And the Democratic Party is the party of drag queen story time. They're the party of defund the police, runaway inflation, weak foreign policy. And you don't want that if you end up moving to Florida. So I say before you go, get somebody in there that's going to fight like a dog to get these other guys out or girls out. And that will be me. I will beat Tammy if you put me in.
2: His name is Matt Dubiel. And why do I feel like I'm ordering dinner at New Star? George likes his chicken spicy. Dick and duck. I like it. Uh, I appreciate you. I'm rooting for you. You uh, let me know how it comes out. Good luck. His name is Matt Dubiel. Get out and vote. We'll be back after this.
0: Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM 560. The answer.
10: Is this a little
1: journey?
2: You know what, I, I remember my, my mother loved Journey. Uh, who doesn't love Journey? Speaking of my mother, she was a wonderful, conservative, righteous woman. Right up until she passed away in 2008. She's been a strong Democrat ever since. Let's go to the lines. Tom and Morris.
10: Hey, how you doing?
2: Good, Tom. How are you? On.
10: I love your show. Oh, thank you, Brian. I'm doing great, and i want to thank you for having that guy on i i, I tell you that matt dubio is he's a sharp cookie i've been following on his i you know i found out he was in the radio and you can kind of tell he i could never run because i can't speak Having Matt Dubiel <laughs> be our mouthpiece,
2: <laughs> yeah well i'll tell you what I, yeah. I, I, here's the thing too and um you know what you just reminded me of? You remind me why I've endorsed Gary Rabine since I met him and never knew he was going to run when I met him. Never knew he was going to run for anything. Great guy. Um, Great guy. His Gary thing is, Ray you know, I remember talking to him, and he hes I'm just the guy that built companies and had a wonderful life, and I want to help other people do it. And it's funny, what hurts somebody sometimes is that they're, they're not good at speaking polished lipstick on a pig con artist salesman stuff. And that's exactly what we need in office versus these scumbags who would make a Western Avenue car salesman from the 70s blush with the nonsense that comes out of their pie hole. It's really something. You know, it's a shame. But the people people want a con artist. How do you look in your suit? Are you all dolled up and polished? Do you speak in talking points? They want a con artist. And a con artist could say anything. And they'll buy it. Like, for instance, you were going to ask me about the ESG, right? Think about that as a phrase. Environmental, social, and corporate governance. Only a political whore could have that come out of their mouth and people go, okay. You're morons. Great face. The problem is we have morons that have elected scumbags, and you're in this Uh, carnival that we call a society right now. As the gypsies are God. laughing at us. Well, us I don't know. I I, I yeah. time I picked a state, one with an ocean, then that's where I'm gonna put off the last stand. Thank you very much. Marcus, love the name, Southern Illinois. Yes, how you doing, Mr. Thompson? Good, Marcus, how are you?
12: I'm wonderful. So I have. i am I'm 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 just now getting into uh um, the uh, political realm of finding a new governor as far as uh, picking the right candidate to represent the conservative party. Yes. And I was in between. I seen the, um,
2: the debate time? between
12: uh, all the political governors, you know, Ray Byrne, Irving, I'm going to say, and, uh, Irvin, oh goodness, and uh, Bailey. But I, I kind of was intrigued by Ray Byer and Sullivan, and I wanted to
2: jo- take uh, your input on it. Marcus, I, I probably, listen, you know, not a lot of radio guys are going to tell you Exactly who they want. I am a Gary Rabine guy because I have the benefit of knowing him personally. Not only that, I know what needs to happen to make you have a bright future. What needs to happen is that Illinois needs to be friendly to achievement. It has to incentivize achievement. It has to not penalize it. It has to build a climate in which you can build a business or your business that you work for can grow and you can become, follow your dreams, whatever they may be. And that, to me, is somebody who did it. That's Gary Rabine. He's the only one, in my opinion, that's done it. The others have been in and out of politics for a variety of reasons, and in particular Sullivan. And I have somebody who I love that works for Sullivan. She is a magnificent girl, and she's his guy and her family. They're wonderful people. I don't care for him, and I'm going to be very frank with you. Oh. He got $11 million from three guys in Silicon Valley who are Democrats. Why? Now, you and, you, and let's be smart, Marcus. You know anybody, and I don't care if you had $100 million, Would you give a politician... Five million, six million. If you disagreed with him philosophically, uh, no. <laughs> okay. So let's not let's not have somebody, you know, uh, uh, urinate in our ear and tell us it's raining. And he's a little bit too talking points, a little bit too mannequin for me. I like Gary Rabine. I like him, and that's my choice. And you know, I want, but I want you to do well. I want you to have the opportunity, and your kids, and my kids, to have the opportunity I had. What was the difference? The corruption of Illinois had been concentrated in just Cook County and Chicago. It didn't spread throughout the state. Now you're in a state that is run by these corrupt political whores who have sworn allegiance not to people or principles, but to a crime organization that likes the idea you can shake down a multinational company, that you can have tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions in bribery money from ComEd, and the penalty is two guys get in trouble, nobody goes to jail, and the company that bribed everybody gets a raise because we increased the rates? (laughs) I mean, you know, that that has to change, or Marcus has to get the hell out of here. One or the other, right? Exactly. Marcus. I I
12: appreciate this. I love
2: the call. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. I have a guest coming up. I can't believe how fast this show is. We really need to talk to somebody. I want to blow through all the commercials. Let's just go four hours, me and the listeners. Figure it out, Squirrel. Do something.
0: This is the Sean Thompson Show. Where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned.
2: And the richest country with the best quality of life. Anybody? Anybody? Squirrel hands is right. Because of the idea of propertyism, it is referred to as capitalism. We're the only country that allows anybody to get rich. How do they do it? Well, they have to do it through discipline. They have to do it through strategy. There's a number of ways to do it. There's three main ways to get rich. You could get rich the way J.B. Pritzker did the fat pig. And that's to have a mother to know who to give a lap dance to. Inheritance. Get rich with inheritance. You can get rich in real estate because real estate is the only thing that they never make more of. And if you're smart and savvy, you could position yourself to make a lot of money. Or there's a common way to get rich. That's investing. But in order to get rich through investing, you have to have strategy. What is the strategy? Now, I've heard of all kinds of strategies. Valuation. It's a good strategy, right? You're valuing the company's real worth. Trend following. You could trade the stock based on breakouts and volatility. Or you could do what the principles of capitalism, propertyism is. And that's to put your money where your belief structure is. I find that to be very interesting. Art Ally has created a way to do this. He is the founder and president of Timothy's Plan. Art, thank you for joining me. How are you?
11: Oh, Sean, I think I'm going to enjoy this one. Very good, very
2: good. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, you know, I see, and I've, I've felt like this. I had an idea years ago when Barack Obama, Swept into the Democrats' uh, nomination when he was nominated. I knew what Barack Obama was because I'm from the sewer of corruption, the capital of communism known as Chicago. So I wanted to separate. I figured, let's teach these socialists, these Marxists, these fascists right from wrong. Because without us, without us capitalists, they starve. Their policies are failure. Their companies are subsidized. They're nothing without me. So I created the capitalist union. I was a little too premature. But now I think people are starting to understand you can control where you spend your money. So as you see corporatism, as you see companies go against everything you believe, you have one alternative, and that's to not enrich them. Now, you do this through buying stock. Is that correct?
11: Well, that's one way to do it, or buying their products, Sean. Uh, But who in the world would want to invest in stock? in a company that's trying to destroy us. Yeah. And that's what that's the difference maker out right there.
2: I agree with you and a lot of these companies work under anonymity, but now the beauty of our current climate is they are exposing themselves like never before. Is that not true?
11: Well, it's always been very covert, but you're absolutely right. I think they they really think that they've got it. They own it. They're not hiding it anymore. And we think they're on the right side of history, but uh, we got news for them, Uh, you know, and and one of my favorite uh, uh, sayings anymore is go woke, go broke. Uh, People are waking up. They're waking up to the fact that these companies in way too many cases are corrupt, no longer covert. It's right out there. I mean, just turn on your TV, turn on the news. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and the fact is, That the average American who has some, uh, and I I know that has to be your audience, some base of value has been just, uh, I don't want to insult anybody, but a little lax or lazy in paying attention to what's going on. And that's why we need guys like you to sit there and expose it.
2: Well, that's the willfully ignorant is a very dangerous mob that is controlled. There's no question about it. But your plan, you, you tell us a little bit about you and your company and uh, exactly what the platform is and sure. how you're going about it. Sure.
11: Well, a little over 28 years ago. Uh, you know, I'm here in central Florida. You know, I'm sorry, not everybody can live here, but we do and we love it. Um, And I've been in the business by that time, about 18 years, helping clients invest money. But at the same time, uh, battling uh, the evils of abortion and pornography and all the other stuff that's rotting at our culture. And that's when I woke up, Sean, that here I am, helping my Christian, basically, or value-based, anyway, clients, invest money in companies that are absolutely on the opposite side of where their value system is. So we drew a line in the sand, uh, and we launched uh, the Timothy Plan. And we did it uh, against all the advice of my friends on Wall Street. They said, you're nuts.
0: I said, what do you mean I'm nuts? Uh,
11: my wife still says that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what do you mean I'm nuts? Yeah,
0: mine too. I get it. Uh, they said, yeah,
11: you cannot, you cannot screen out investing in the largest, most profitable companies in the investment industry, and expect to get good investment returns. Mm -hmm. Well, my response then is the same as my response is today. If you are a Bible-believing Christian, or at least a person with a value system that makes sense, obedience trumps performance every single time. And, but we have proven, Sean, over 28 years, you do not have to own these companies. You do not have to sacrifice performance. But I'm here to tell you, even if you did, we would do the same thing because it's the right thing to do. What I like We're a, here for people who care.
2: What I like about you and what you're doing is that prior to forming this, you spent eight years with Shearson Lehman Brothers as a vice president, branch manager. I mean, that, that – I did. So you saw it. So here's what I really? want to ask you next. I have believed, I I used to be a mercantile exchange trader. Years and years ago I was an ideological capitalist and I believed in those principles and I thought in this country they would be protected because it was illegal to be socialist. It was illegal to be a corporatist or uh, work in a collective agenda of deceit. And then I kind of, Woke up a little bit and did a little more reading. But then again, I was 18 when I started. By the time I was 22, I kind of recognized that what we have isn't capitalism. They just call it capitalism. What we have is corporatism. And what was proven beyond the shadow of a doubt in 2008, nobody went to jail except the guy who took the program for electronic trading for Goldman Sachs in 2010. He didn't go to jail for lying to the public through... uh, through back securities he he went to jail because he um proved that algorithm trading is front-running so i'm curious to know in with all of your experience and you know what i just said better than 90 percent of the people listening how do you willfully weed out who isn't part of that corporatist scam on the american public where are the three companies you've come up with
11: (laughs) there you go Well, I could say it a little differently, and I do say it all the time. Wall Street is not our friend. Wall Street is there for Wall Street, and they're training all these financial advisors to uh, parrot the company line uh, to their clients. Uh, So how do we do it? Well, number one, uh, it's important to understand what we will not own and we have a team of five full-time people that do nothing but dig into what these companies are doing, uh, above and below the radar. If they are involved in abortion, whether it's uh, contributing or performing or whatever else, we will not own shares of that company. We are absolutely pro-life. If they are involved in pornography, distribution, movies, and stuff that's just... Uh, Crossing our culture, eroding our entire value base, uh, because uh, uh, pornography is as addictive as cocaine is. Uh, anti-family entertainment, uh, companies that are involved in that, we will not own them. Non-traditional married lifestyles, and we have about 8 or 10 other categories, uh, if they fail these screens, we don't care how good they look economically we tell our money managers and all of our funds by the way are managed by professional firms that are just outstanding uh, they can't own them for us they can own them for their other clients if they want to how- uh, but we will not own them that's our commitment to our shareholders and so they know yeah uh, when they uh, invest in Timothy uh, their money is going to align as best we can with their values
2: now I want to know two things one, what's okay. your rate of return, and two, what price did you sell your Disney stock?
11: <laughs> well, let me ask, answer two first.
1: Mm-hmm.
11: We've been doing this, Sean, for twenty-eight years. Disney has failed our screens every one of those twenty-eight years. Yeah, oh, really? We have never owned Disney.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh,
11: and you mentioned, you know, some of the old days uh, with Lehman and the crash and all that stuff. We didn't own them. They failed our screens. Uh, back with Enron and WorldCom and that whole corrupt thing. They failed our screens. I'm trying to think. that's when it hit me. Why would you think companies that fail our basic moral screens would have any integrity in the corporate
2: boardroom? Art, I'm trying Uh, to think about what you do own, and my brain is coming up with a zero. (laughs) And then ultimately I said, well, it it would be bonds, but you can't own bonds. We're engaged in nine wars where we're killing god knows how many innocent people so you can't own u.s bonds what the hell do you own
11: well actually you'd be surprised right. that's a question i get all the time how many companies <laughs> do you screen out yeah. you know and we are biblically based and you know, scripture is clear there's none righteous we don't invest just in righteous companies but if they're pursuing an unholy agenda we will not own them that's our commitment and out of the roughly 8,000 domestic publicly traded companies that our managers are big enough our managers can invest in, uh-huh. we screen out right at 800. 10% of the universe. <laughs> that, might, that, that would shock
2: people. 10% is shocking. So you, you have a 10% market that you're going after.
11: What? No, the, no. It's the ones we refuse on. There's ninety percent of companies oh. that we're, we're able to invest in.
2: Oh, I, I misunderstood you, and I'm and I'm yeah, I'm no, awestruck that by that number. Um, <laughs> what's your rate of return so far year over year?
11: Competitive. I mean, you know, it's up, it's down. Right now, we're we're down uh, with the rest of the market, but we're not down as much as the indexes are. Uh, we're not going to perform better or worse than anybody else. Over time, we deliver very competitive investment returns that absolutely are, are skewed to the conservative side of the ledger. Because I'm not a cowboy, I don't uh, I don't want to uh, sit there and you know be a, a wild trader with people's money. We're very conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh, we own stocks that you want to own. Uh, so far. Uh, they're, they're more interested in making money than becoming woke. Yeah, the, the woke group of corporations is growing by leaps and bounds, uh, and that makes no sense to me whatsoever.
2: All right, I was a wild yeah. trader, but only with my money. I was actually pretty much – I, I only traded my money. And, you know, I, I, I dabbled in the world of uh, – of, uh, I was a financial investment consultant, registered yeah. investment consultant. And, well, Sean, um,
11: I tried that when I first started, and I had to come home and promise, finally I wouldn't do that. Much.
2: I lasted for That's, about why we six have months.
11: Manage the money.
2: Six months of lasting, and I, I you know, I, I did well. I did well in it, but um, I had to watch going through the licensing. And you look at these scoundrels that literally are regurgitating fraud and lipstick on a pig, and you see the problem with society. Most people are embarrassed to ask, oh, how do you do it? Those those simple words are the words that will trip off virtually any liar. How do you do it? And if people ask that about politicians and their investment registered investment advisors, this world would be a better place. I like the idea of what you do. I'm interested in learning more. Where can my people go to just check you out?
11: Uh, it's real easy. TimothyPlan.com.
2: Tim the or,
1: yeah.
11: or, or they can call us. I mean, we've got a staff. that, that If you call us, you're not going to get a computer to pick up the phone. You're going to get a human being. They're going to connect you with another human being who can help you answer questions and understand it better. And it's simply 1-800-TIM-PLAN. Uh, you can call the number. You can go online. Uh, we are an open book. And, you know, we don't sell anything. We are in the service business, and our job is to help people understand so they can make better uh, investment decisions.
2: His name is Art Ally. He is the founder and president of the Timothy Plan. Art, I'm going to have you back on to talk about the Lehman Brothers days, and I'm going to have you back on to talk about the – I know what, what era you were in, and I would love to get your take. We just ran out of time. I would love to get your take on the skullduggery that almost brought down the financial system. And I want to talk to what you're going to do during the next time they bring it down. I've enjoyed this conversation, Art.
11: Hey, so have I, man. You keep up the good work and keep telling
2: the truth. Thank you. All right, Al, I I appreciate it very much. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this.
0: This is The Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM 560, the answer. AM 560, the answer.
1: That
0: was fun. I'll tell you what. I like principles.
2: I really do. I'm fascinated by that by that uh, art. I really am. All right, let's go to uh, the lines. Neil in Bartlett. I also talked to someone who didn't have a good experience today. How are you, Neil?
12: Hey, I'm doing well, Sean. Thanks.
2: What happened? Can you hear me?
12: I can hear Uh, you. Well, first of all, okay, great. Yeah, uh, so (laughs) last year I voted. uh, They gave me a paper ballot. They gave me a felt pen. And um, me and my wife, we both voted, um, but it it bled through. And we we can't believe that it actually uh, counted. So we tried to find someone to answer the question. Nobody would answer (laughs) the question. So... (laughs) <laughs> Shocker there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know today. There was a guy, his name was Chen. He was a Republican. And then uh, I missed the woman's name that was the Democrat. They got to have one of each. Uh, I did the same thing. When I walked in, they gave me an iPad. And they said, um, "Huh? okay, sign. is this you? And I said, yeah, that's me. Okay. They said, sign your name. Okay, so sign my name. And uh, I did. I go, I'm letting them go through the process, and uh, I was waiting for them to say, can I see an ID? And I said, don't you need to see my ID? She goes, oh, no, we don't. And she did it very happily. She oh, was yeah. like, no, don't wear IDs. I was like, what? Yeah,
2: Illinois really? hasn't taken okay. an ID forever. I don't know if they've ever well, taken it. No, be-
12: last year, last year they actually asked for my ID. This wow. year they did not. So I took the paper ballot, and they still have felt pens. And I said, I'm not doing a felt pen. I go, how am I going to do <laughs> I I don't trust the system. I'm like, do you guys, you don't have another, I I contacted the department last year online, which went nowhere, and uh, they said, well, uh, uh, one of the guys, he goes, he goes, he he gives me uh, like a ballpoint pen, I said, okay, great, but you're still giving felt pens to everybody else, and when Mm -hmm. you feed that stuff through, I go, tell me where I know that
2: there's proof that there is no My proof. vote count. You cannot audit your right. vote, Neil. Neil, you know what I did in 2012? Because I, I was so frustrated. Right. I was so frustrated that they ran that fraud mannequin Mitt Romney against Obama. I asked for a Spanish ballot. Then I asked for an interpreter. Let's have fun with these idiots. <laughs> See, that's what you're going to... You're going to okay. give me a system that I can't audit? Now I'm going to get my money's worth. Get, next time, ask for some other country. Tell them you want an Armenian ba- ballot and you want an interpreter. Because... You'd be amazed at the tens of millions of dollars that Illinois spends on foreign language ballots. I say we get our money's worth. Leah lagrange Park.
6: Hey, Sean. Happy primary day.
2: Thank you very much. Happy primary day. Or as hey, it's I formerly known, the zombie apocalypse in Illinois. Go ahead.
6: Yes, yes. So um, I know you're a big Ray Vine fan. He's mm-hmm. my number two. All right. Okay? All right. I am full-blown Darren Bailey, Stephanie Trussell, is our ticket to save Illinois. Okay. And I wanted to ask you, are you going to get on the Bailey train, you know, once we hear?
2: I'm not a train guy, but I will point out the benefits of having um, Bailey versus Pritzker, should that be the outcome. I will do that, but I'm not a train guy. I wasn't on the Trump train, as they called it. I'm not on any train. I am uh, a single man, and I will, when I mean single, I mean single-minded. And I will only agree where I agree, and I will never agree where I disagree, right? So these are the things I like to to take issue by issue, and that's how I come to my conclusion. If you listen to me for years, I never promoted Trump when he was wrong, but I cheered for him where he was right, and I gave him the respect he deserved when he proved himself to be right. So that's how I like to do politics. That's how I like to look at candidates. And I will tell you why, you know, after the outcome of today, I'll tell you where I disagree with um, Bailey. I like Stephanie very much, but that has jack to do with my support for a candidate if I like somebody. And it's not about like. People go, oh, Gary Rabine's your friend. Yeah, but he's my friend because of those very principles that he will carry through his career. When those principles waver, I don't go along with that. For instance, I don't like anybody that's been subsidized through their career. I don't like that. I have a problem with that. And I understand Mm -hmm. that that's the rules of the game, but I don't like that. When you stand for something or bow for everything, right?
6: Right. And what we need to do, Sean, is we need to get everybody in Cook County, because the candidate that is going to get the Republican ticket they're going to focus on Crook County, right? Yeah. So we need everybody together on the same team. So then in November, we beat the Jelly Belly, right?
2: Uh, you'd like to think so. But, you I mean, Leah, I, I'm optimistic. And if, if it can be done, here, I will say this. If it can be right. done, it will be this year that a Republican could win. Yes. But if it doesn't yes. happen... My suggestion is you always hope for the best, but what do you really do and how do you have a good life is you plan for the worst. Let's not be... Absolutely. All right. So there you go. I like that, Leah, and I enjoyed the phone call very much. I'll be back to take the rest of yours after this.
0: He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. <laughs> AM560, The Answer.
2: You know One of these pseudo-intellectual fraud politicians is advertising you are going to bring the party together. How are you going to do that, honey? I'm curious. How are you going to do that? Are you going to do that by telling me that I have to compromise my beliefs and my principles? Because that seems to be your method, the modus operandi. As if the adults in the room are just these useless, fat-ass lawyers who have been sitting on the sidelines... Waiting to tell me how to act like an adult. Shut your mouth. They don't even want to be representatives. They run on this idea they're going to be rulers. So as we have election day here, or as it's more formally known, the zombie apocalypse in Illinois where the cemeteries will rule. Uh, Am I supposed to be excited? Am I supposed to be optimistic? I don't know. I think idiots will continue to do what idiots do. And that's to vote for Democrats or Chicago gangsters, as they should be called. Rose! Rose! In Elmhurst. Hi, Rose. Hey. Sean. Oh, Rose, we got a bad line. What are you on, a tomato can? You're not on an Obama phone in Elmhurst, are you? All right, we got Rose in a bad connection. We got an effort to get Rose on the right path here. Dave Hawthorne Woods. Hey, Sean, how you doing, buddy? Very good, Dave. How are you? Good. love your show, man. Thank you, brother. means the world to me. Hey, I, just so I just had Bruce Dumont, who you know who Bruce Dumont, he's a radio legend. I love this. guy. Oh, yeah. He gave me an opportunity to fill in on Election Day. And I was just here and I want to hug him every time I see him. You know what he told me? I'm very flattered. He said he listens, listens to my show every once in a while. That's a compliment, huh, kid. All right. Go ahead.
5: That is sweet. Hey, Dave, uh, uh, excuse me, Sean. Hey, I, I just wanted to give you an update here. Uh, I just want to try voting uh, in Lake County. And apparently my name was completely erased.
2: Well, you've already voted in uh, in uh, Wisconsin, and you voted for Biden in the last twenty twenty. So you're going to have to go to Wisconsin to vote.
5: I was trying to think about that, Benny. I was like, I was like, you know, I, I'm 57. I voted since I was 18, and all of a sudden they erased my name. Where'd your name go? Found? Where'd you go? I, I don't know. That's what I want to know. And the main database? I mean, really, who who affected the main database to drop off names? That's what I wanted to know.
2: I want you to go there. I want you to tell them your name is Paco Roban and you just moved to this country, you're not quite sure if you're a citizen, but you'd like a ballot, and you're a Democrat. I've got $25 says you get one. Interested in
5: that? Uh, I bet you're right. I uh. probably should go back and do that. As a matter of fact, I just left. And the other question is is that um, I voted in regards to the voting and everything else. I was uh, uh, on that. I was actually harassed by one of the women that were there that told me to leave because I was harassing her, and there was no way I was harassing her. I just said, where's my name?
2: You said, where's your name? And she said, she's whoever, a, you're harassing me. Leave me alone. Did yeah, you, were exactly you wearing did. pants at the time of your, your no, attempted I, voting? All right, well, there you go. Hey,
5: Sean, I was wearing a tie-dyed shirt. I figured, you know.
2: <laughs> Listen, I'm going to help you, Dave. I want you to put on a Shea Gravera shirt, and if you don't have one, you can easily find them. Just go to a DNC. Put on a Shea Rivera shirt. Tell them you're not sure if you're a citizen you hear and you want to vote for Marxism. You will get a ballot, yeah, you know. Dave you got to know how to speak, but, uh, Democrat. You know what? The, the other
5: thing, Sean, is is also then they needed my ID and something with my name, like a credit card on it, in order for me to register to vote.
2: No, brother, you weren't I registering to, be... to vote. You were the victim of identity theft. Dave, it's I'm Illinois. You don't need Jack to vote. You don't even have to be from here. You just say you moved in and you want a ballot. Just You have to start <laughs> off by saying you're a Democrat. <laughs> you can get anything. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, Rose is back in Elmhurst. Rose, how's the phone? Hey, Sean, it's Rose. Can you hear me? I can now.
9: We had a little bit of disconnect. Anyway, I live about a block and a half away from the cigar store, okay? All right, wonderful. Big fan. Thank, Thank love you. Love your sign. Thank you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, was it the Freedom Summit? Have met you in person? Bottom line: I went to vote really early this morning at six ten a.m., only to be befuddled by the fact that I've lived in this community for a long time and was told I didn't have a registered voter card. <laughs> okay.
1: Did you? you w- and this,
2: uh, this seems to be only happening. I mean, it's a small survey, but it seems to be only happening to Republicans. I have yet to hear a Democrat that exactly. did vote.
9: Exactly. And why do I have to declare what I am? Independent Republican, whatever. I okay, had a relative so, just
2: call me a close relative. And say the exact same thing. Why do I have to declare who I am? I just want to vote. Yeah.
9: It's crazy making. So I get this paper ballot, and there's this big shield, whatever. I go where I get my votes in, go to put over, and there's this young 15 year old, maybe 16 year old. And I'm putting the thing in. It gets rejected for this paper ballot. Oh, this is a provisional ballot. Hey, what, whatever. Like, uh, and so the whole thing stops. It, it apparently my paper ballot wasn't gonna be recognized, I have to vote as provisional and has to be put into a secret envelope yeah. instead of another secret envelope.
2: So let me so make you secret. feel good about this. Were you okay. were you gonna vote for the continued Illinois corruption? Were well, you gonna vote were you gonna vote for the blind allegiance to the Democrat mafia? Were you gonna vote for that? Uh, Sean, what are you nuts? No, That's, so the answer is no, right? So here's the good news. Right. It wouldn't have counted anyway. It's uh,
1: Illinois. I uh-uh. know.
9: It went to a secret envelope, and they, I'm like, where's several the going? There's not even a secret hold box. Yeah. It was going to a white envelope. All right. So well, listen, I'm all... going to
2: make you feel good. I'm going to count your vote here where it would have never been counted anyway. Who are you going to vote for for governor?
9: Well, I love Rabine. All right. I Rabine. love Rabine. Yeah. But, uh, How about I Senator? Think... Senator, uh, the the young woman from downstate Illinois, Hubbard.
2: Hubbard. Okay. Raybine, mm-hmm. Hubbard. How about uh, how about uh, Congress? Did you have anybody running in your district? I
9: forget. I uh, even, there's
1: nobody. Let's just say now.
2: another conservative, another capitalist, another another person who believes in liberty and Americanism. So that's three votes for freedom, liberty, and the American way in Illinois. All right. Well, listen. Exactly. We just counted them girl. here, a lot more important than they would have been counted in the system. Rose, stay positive, and uh, all right. Love come you, to man. the cigar store. We love you too. Here we go. Peter two times. Kevin in Austin, Texas, telling you how to save Illinois as he ran out of here like O'Leary's cow kicked the lantern over. Hi, Kevin. Sean,
10: just like you, I moved out of Illinois. Yeah, I I don't make any bones about it. I still love it. I still love it. And I'm excited that you're encouraging people to stay positive. I think it's fantastic for people get involved. and It looks like a conservative is going to get elected uh, to be the Republican nominee. Yeah, but... People were so up to Everybody I heard when I talk up there. I was down here. My kids were going to school. They weren't wearing masks. They were in the classroom. Everybody up north, my family and stuff like that, they were wearing masks or they had a veil. <laughs> they were miserable with all that stuff. And they yeah. finally, you know, with all the all the grief that was happening, uh-huh. I, when I went up there, I felt like I was going like I was going behind the, uh, the eastern the, the eastern. How about, uh, you know, the, how about when
1: you
2: see like in Florida, especially where I am in Southwest Florida? You could always tell the scumbag, the moron, the Democrat from Chicago, even when they're visiting. There was a guy, I took a photograph of him. Nobody, nobody around has a mask on. This stupid son of a dog, who I'm convinced is from Oak Park. I'm pretty sure I can name the hundred block that he's from. He had two masks on north. his bald head. And there's his wife with the size 46 Levi denim jeans on in Southwest Florida. There she is with those big unpainted toenails. They look like Pritzker's thumbs hanging out of those Oak Park sandals. I couldn't wait for him to leave. Thank you, Kevin. It's always fun to have... enjoy your Illinois experience from a different state. We'll take the rest of your calls. 312-642-5600. And your predictions
0: for the election today after this. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that... He's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM five sixty, the answer. <laughs> AM five sixty, the answer.
12: Go back, the
0: you know, I love this Tonight guy's voice. Night, Who sings
12: we'll this? Hold
2: and uh, is it Florida? I love like
12: this guy. This is a good voice. Go
2: back, yeah, I know it's Florida. All right, let's go to the lines we going to go to who are we going to go to let's go to phil in chicago he's very upset phil well oh, i'm not that upset i expect all this
11: nonsense good i just think we can't uh i just think we can't um vote for who we want to vote for the whole reason we got it declared is because the voting machines are already rigged so you have, you can't screw up the machines they, they're already set if you decide to vote for
2: two democrats and four republicans you know, screw up the whole program I have a relative who's very upset about the voting experience today. On my my cell phone, they keep calling. Do I have to call the show to tell you how I got? Yes, you have to call the show. (laughs) I mean, you know, here's the thing. Can I tell you? It's so different to be in a state that isn't corrupt. I want you to experience that. I want all of us to experience that. The idea that we are running around, for the most part, in, in in specifically in Chicago, where you have to vote. And think you're going to get like oh, something's going to change. It's terrible. In fact, my understanding is there's not even a Republican that's running in how many races. And it's just there you go, Mafia wins again in Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> I mean, and that one county and DuPage now can control the governor race. That's that's a that's a that's a scary insurmountable reality because if it's one thing the Chicago Democrats show you, they have no definition of failure. They have no standard no, of success. They are step-and-fetch Democrat mafia voters because what are they really, what's their big thing? They don't want to pay for Jack, and they don't want to do anything. They'll take any abuse as you see a scum, scum like Lori Lightfoot, F. Clarence Thomas. I'll tell you what, we had a guy sitting in the cigar store today, a guy who probably spent the bulk of his life as a Democrat. I said, what would have happened in the 60s? If a Democrat said that about anybody, F the Supreme Court, they would have been thrown out of office by their own people. And he reminded me of something. He said, yeah, but that's when we had a Democrat mayor of Chicago who said, if the looters loot, shoot to maim. If the looters set fire, shoot to kill. That's when they put away scumbags who would shoot in the crowd. That's when they didn't let out gang members. When they frowned upon drug dealers and cartels destroying a nation. Now you know what they call that? A constituency as they represent the cartels instead of the people represent the perpetrators instead of the victim it's called Chicago Democrats they got a long future in this sewer
0: I'll be back after this from the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned
2: guest live and in studio. It's very rare for me. I don't do a lot of in-studio stuff. And when I heard my next guest was coming, I was all excited. Because he is Chef Casey Gulbro. He is the owner of Fox Valley Geneva and Cooper Fox Restaurant. He's also the ambassador for Certified Angus Beef. And for some reason, he does not... Have a steak sandwich, medium rare, with steak fries. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, Did a you just ride. think I wouldn't want it? I mean, you <laughs> can't look at me and see I love steak sandwiches. But aside from that, and we're going to talk about food and all of that, I want to get a little bit more about what my show is really about. You are a man that went into business for yourself, delivered a product that people loved, and came through a very trying time only in this state, where government said to you, regardless of your ingenuity, regardless of how you have to pay rent or pay your mortgage, whatever the case is, we're going to take over your business and we're going to tell you when you can turn it back on. Is that something you ever thought could happen?
13: No, not in my lifetime. Not, not ever. You know, it's
2: funny because most of my friends are like me. We grew up with nothing. We wanted to have something. Mm -hmm. We grew up in this country when you had the opportunity to go into business, to go to work. I worked. In every job imaginable. I spent a lot of time at the Stockyards Meatpacking. My dad's father was a butcher. I thought about the idea of a restaurant. A dear friend of mine has a steakhouse, an old commodity trader, by accident. He backed his bust-out brother-in-law. When the brother-in-law fell on his ass after not paying everybody, he stepped in, paid everybody, and runs now a successful steakhouse. He, like you, couldn't believe that the government was trying to shut down his business. When he said, I'll stay in business No matter what, I'll deliver the food if I have to and all this thing. And it's really something to see how many entrepreneurs, how many business people just said, okay, that's the part that shocked me. You are not one of those people. Is that correct? That is correct. I'm definitely not one of those people. So when they said we're going to shut down, you said that on my watch.
13: No, no. When they came out with the shutdown, uh, we actually called together our local restaurants around us. Uh, We had about 10 people show up and all of them, were saying, you know, we don't have to worry about it because, you know, when the election comes around, we'll be okay. And that was uh, kind of shocking because it wasn't a gubernatorial election we were going for.
2: Were you particularly political ever?
13: No, and I don't really view this as a, the political stance that I took. It was more of a what's right stance. <laughs> this is the argument I have with everybody
2: because, as you can imagine, I'm from Malrose Park. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys, we, if we talk about capitalism and freedom, they sound like uh, George Washington. When election time comes, they stamp and they fetch, they pull that Democratic lever, and I go crazy, right? Everything is politics. Everything is as simplistic as, I just want to own a fracking business. I like steak. I cook steak. I'm going to own a steakhouse. That now is politics. Mm -hmm. And people need to pull their head out of their derriere and realize how important it is to vote. And when you vote for these fascists who tell you the whole time they care about you,
13: how fast, like a switch they took away your business or oh, yeah. tried to yeah anybody named uh, with the initials jb just really stuck that. ironically
2: us. <laughs> a fat bastard who should love the restaurant business oh yeah um so this is something that's important and would you if you you have kids
13: no i don't have kids but i got a lot of nieces and nephews so all right so if you were to have kids and they said
2: that uh i want to go in the business i want to go in the restaurant business would you advise them to go in the business
13: in illinois Ah, that'd be a hard, hard question. I mean, it depends. I—that's I all almost, we ask you. Yeah. It's a
2: radio show. I have to ask you hard ones. If yeah. I ask you easy ones, I'm like every other moron on the dial.
13: Yeah, I, I would. You know, we've looked at Tennessee. We looked at Texas. We looked at a lot of other states that were like, you know, maybe we just move it because we haven't gotten the support of this state. When we were and really that's a shame.
2: Down. But I did notice my friend in Elmhurst, You know who he had support of? He had support of the local municipality, and mm-hmm. I give them credit. Because they said, listen, we want our businesses to stay open. It was interesting to see. There were some towns, like the town I'm from, where, well, not where I'm from. I'm from Melrose Park, but I live in Elmwood Park. My wife does. And we go back and forth. You know, that's how I switch. Elmwood Park protected its restaurants. There are towns, and your town did the same for you. Is that correct?
13: Well, yeah, the town, the people, uh, a lot of our regulars, a lot of the state came out to support us. And that was great. I mean, the the local police department supported us. Yeah, We had the, the mayor... Seem to have our back. I mean, it, but it was more of the people of Geneva than, than anything else. Yeah.
2: Well, it's supposed to be a representative republic, not a dictatorship, but so many of these Democrat morons don't realize what their rights are and do not realize what government's role is. In my world, in my America, the concept of America, you could sit in a corner and shut your mouth. I don't care what your job title is. You're a mayor, you're a governor, you're a whore. You don't take away my property that I get up and bust my ass. Tell people, how, long,
13: how many hours a day do you work? I work about 10 to 12 hours a week. Uh, we, 10 to 12 hours a day. So. Do you even? Yeah, well, you might, I know you I wish it was yeah. that
2: much. Well, that's only if you had one of those state
13: phony baloney jobs and, and you get a pension.
2: <laughs> do you even know what a, what a weekend is? What's a weekend to you except an opportunity to go to work even harder?
13: Yeah, no, weekend to me is uh, Sunday after 4. Huh. Yeah. Well, so, I'm glad
2: to see you, you made it through.
13: Yeah, no, it was uh, it was a fight. And a lot of people say, or our, our lawyers tell us too, if we didn't uh, stick to the fight, we would have had another closure coming.
2: You know, I was just reading a uh, hamburger place in uh, Berwyn. I was just reading the story in the Wall Street. I, I forget what paper it was in because I, you know, I try to scour everything. This guy's been in business 50 years and he's begging to stay afloat. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing the devastation to the economy, the devastation to entrepreneurs and small business. And I got to listen to this 80-year-old dimwit president numb tell people how great everything still is do you buy for one minute that we're not in a recession when you see the cost of your products
13: oh it's the cost of the products or what the people are ordering I mean, we go from ordering steaks and and prime rib and ribeyes from six months ago to now customers are coming in ordering hamburgers sandwiches splitting appetizers it's like it's hitting their wallet
2: and your costs
13: our what's costs the are percentage? going through
2: the roof. like if you had to guesstimate a year ago or say three years ago before all this nonsense Three years ago to now. I mean, let's give a perspective, right? Because three years ago is the last time it was good.
13: Yeah. Well, no, were, uh, it's gone up since uh, our friend's been in office. It's been... This ain't my it, friend. It, not our friend. <laughs> oh, you mean Trump. All right, good. Well, no, since, well, since our friend was in office and since Trump was in office, it was, it's was it been night and day. I mean, our prices have gone up considerably on beef, on, on liquor, on beer, all of that. Now it's even going up higher with all this liquor, uh, with all the gas shortages and or prices going up, you know. It's not good.
2: Now, I'd like the people to understand a little window into your business because I don't think people do. Most people are morons. Um, Your business, you have a bar attached to it? We got a bar. Mm -hmm. When you are buying booze for your bar, can you take advantage of booze that goes on sale or do you have to go through some mafia liaison
13: distributor? I got to go through a distributor.
2: And uh, that's unique to Illinois. Mm-hmm. aside from uh, other Democrat mafia-run places. So you can never really take advantage of actual producers of liquor and their sales they have. No. You have to constantly go through a liaison of Democrat-owned distributorships. That's correct. Boy, that fries me.
13: Anything else, too? We can't get anything free anymore, either. Can't get free glasses, can't get free coasters, can't get free right, any so- signage or anything like that that has to be paid for.
2: Come on, so years ago, like uh, like Tito's, let's use Tito's. Because mm-hmm. that's a kid, from what I understand, one of the kids from uh, Illinois is one of the uh, original investors or founders or whatever. And it's a great success story. Guy comes out of nowhere and makes a better product. He can't say to you, hey, buy my Tito's, and I'll put a, a sign up for you, and I'll put the Firefox Steak Chop and Seafood Joint, and my little sticker, you can't do that anymore? No. Fox Fire, excuse me.
13: That's no. okay. You're fine. No, no, you can't do it anymore. It was, it was a shock. I lived in Iowa for 10 years, and we had a a bar there or i ran a bar there and budweiser uh-huh. came in to put up our whole cooler system put in all our tap lines yeah. everything all else we had to do is buy three three kegs from them.
2: now as we speak me and you right now yeah. there's about seven thousand democrat political whores sitting on their asses eating and they're not going to get a check because the restaurant knows that's a state senator That's a congressman. That's a a useless 50-thief we call alderman. And they're going to get something for nothing. And there's not going to be one gripe about that. But you getting an awning from Tito's, Mm -hmm. that sends up all kinds of red
13: flags. Oh, that's getting anything. Umbrellas, yeah. that's uh, oh we got to get checked out by the Liquor community. It's
2: good to be the king. You remember uh, History of the World Part 1 with uh, Mel Brooks? Yeah. That's what it's like to be a Democrat in this sewer. (laughs) It's good to be the king. I find that infuriating because what business of government is that? Business that you and a liquor. What do they? I am so sick of a government that thinks it's in charge of everything. The whole time it's wasting and frauding the American people. It's sickening to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is an important day.
13: Yeah, very important day.
2: And you still didn't bring me a fracking steak sandwich. Right. What the hell were you think? Did you not think I would be hungry?
13: I, yeah, it's it's six sixteen for God's sakes. I'm starving. Next time you have me on, I'll bring you a whole. So now tell
2: dinner. me what you're up against. So it's I didn't know it. it what's the what month is it? It's National Steakhouse Month. Why you've been drowned out by a lot of a lot of stuff going on this month? I know what waggle beef is, right? That's mm-hmm. that's the cow that was just born and existed, massaged his entire life just to melt in my mouth and bring me satisfaction of a lap dance on my tongue. Is that correct? <laughs> that's very
13: very good. Do we good. have
2: anything to celebrate Pride Month? Is there any way you can describe to me the pleasures of eating a homosexual cow? No.
13: There's no not one? on the radio. All right.
2: All right, I just didn't know if we had that and I was curious to know the competition you're up against. Um, so when you uh how's business now look? Are we back on track? Do you feel like you're at 100% before the pandemic or are you still aside from your costs, your customers, are yeah. are the receipts good? Are you still back in are you back in action?
13: Yeah, Foxfire it's it's we haven't really hit uh, a low until about last month. It was. We had all wheels burning from our lawsuit on people coming in supporting us. The staff said it was Christmas every day. Uh, all our delivery guys, everybody that came in. Were were for us because we were putting them to work too. Yeah. It was. Uh, but now we're seeing it slow down, and it, it's that six dollar six eighty uh gallon of gas. I mean, the
2: ramifications are it takes it takes money out of the pockets of your oh, yeah. consumers, and so, this is something that people don't put two and two together. No.
13: Well, it's, it's sad, and then the other thing is the work shortage. I mean, it's supposed to be over, but we're still having a hard time getting employees in.
2: You know what's funny to me is that um, you hear this hype by the Democrats that they're going to help the working class, but yet every policy they have actually crushes the working class, and then they have this idea that they're going to have a minimum cost to the to the business owner. How much money do the people make before the Democrats raise the minimum wage, and how much are your workers averaging now because i'm assuming that they made more prior to the raise of the minimum wage because you were able to just give them a chance to get tips and that's where the bulk of the money
13: comes from for for workers in that industry
2: um are you optimistic in the future of uh, your restaurants here in illinois
13: i'm optimistic i mean i i got a good uh a good relationship with my uh my maker so i'm hoping he you know he knows i'm yeah. going to get through it but uh I'm, i this election's huge and it and who gets pick to be our next governor uh that's going to be something we got to think about that's important that's mm -hmm. important
2: for people to know how many years you've been doing this we've been in
13: uh foxfire for 18 years
2: 18 years yeah and the future
13: of your empire which it is Mm -hmm. i mean it's hard to do what you did yeah it seems like we're going back into 2008 when we were that's when we were struggling last and that was a, a hard four years we almost had to close up back then and that was gas hikes and and Inflation, same and thing.
2: That. Yeah, same thing. And it seems to be no coincidence that there's always the same philosophies that are that are implemented. The names are different, the philosophy and the failure is the same. Exactly. And eighteen years, and you are uh, not sure what's going to happen. And November will be the tail sign, the yeah. telltale sign. So um, here's the good news: there are ways for you to always make your money. You have done it. You have perfected it. The beauty of capitalists and capitalism is you'll see. Come what may, you'll do it again. You'll do it somewhere else, Mm -hmm. and you'll do it better. But it'll be Illinois' loss, as that seems to be the theme. It's only the good people that really are forced to move out, even if they wouldn't. Probably something you would have never thought of. Had the economy, had Illinois climate for business been any different, would you have ever thought of leaving?
13: No. I I thought the last four years, when even the the governor didn't really have that big of an effect on us because the way business was rolling. Didn't think that we'd ever have to Think about closing or anything like that. Right now, it's we're doing great because of the the support we have. But a lot of my restaurant tour brothers and sisters, other chefs I know, are, are scared. Yeah, they're closing up on Mondays, Tuesdays. They used to be open seven days a week. Now they're open five, four days a week because they can't afford it.
2: I have a dear friend of mine who, uh, when we were kids, he said, "I'm gonna go, you know, and I'm gonna go to Washburn and be a cook." I'm like, "Come on, you know," and he was very successful. Mm-hmm. Very, very successful, and he closed his business. Was forced to close down because the town he was in didn't support him the way yours did. Yeah, and it was it was terrible. And I watched this guy go from very successful entrepreneur to somebody who it, lost everything. And it's a, it's a crying shame, yeah. and it's uh it's a story that doesn't get told. But it's also because the importance of of how important it is to pay attention to your politics, how it destroys innocent people. Mm-hmm. and not to mention how many people work for you in between the two restaurants 80 people if not more 80 people if not more so yeah. if you close that's 80 jobs gone yeah. 80 families affected all because
13: of a political choice well, that's why we took the fight we did
2: and tell us a little tell me a little bit more about that i
13: mean that's the main reason why we did we pulled our staff together when they did the closures and we asked like we're we're against this do you feel okay if we open because we know the last closure affected a lot of them mentally physically with sure. Their financially, all that stuff, and they all said, "If you fight, we'll stand with you," and that's what we did it for because we couldn't see going through Christmas and Thanksgiving without, you know, them making a living or them working because them working gave them so much joy.
2: Now, when you own a retail business, when you own a restaurant, you have to file taxes online every month. Mm-hmm. You have to file your receipts. Um, were you? You can do that when you were shut down. Um, I'm seeing that there's repercussion of that from uh, uh, Illinois is going after restaurants that stayed open and they're intimidating
13: them. Are you experiencing any of that? I haven't heard anything about that yet. Okay. Uh, my accountant hasn't contacted us. I know there's some things that we can't get right now because we stayed open, but that's uh, we're working on it, like the tax credits and that kind of stuff.
2: So they're penalizing you for staying open, more or less? More or less. I, th- I believe so. That's the Democrat way. Yeah. If you make enough money... They're going to take more of it. You almost have to realize it's not really the USA. I just want to either call it the U.S.S.A. or separate by states that believe in American principles and capitalism. And this way I can maybe get a steak sandwich because you'll be there. (laughs) And uh, I want to thank you very much for coming in. Oh, I appreciate it. I really appreciate the time. Tell the people one more time where they can go and uh, experience an Angus Lap dance on their
13: tongue. Oh, a certified Angus <laughs> lap dance. Uh, that would be definitely at Foxfire Restaurant at 17 West State Street in Geneva or Copper Fox, also located in Geneva at 477 South 3rd Street, Suite 190.
2: Now, I took the stance, and people called it a marketing genius. I didn't do it for that. I put a sign on my door, and I'm not going to ask you to do the same, but I put Biden voters keep out because I want to give smokers a guaranteed satisfaction of enjoying themselves, not surrounded by mar- Marxist mafia morons. So I have a Marxist free-smoking environment. Have you ever thought about saying,
13: listen, Biden voters keep out? Uh, you'd you nah, be amazed. I won't do it. that, but you'd be amazed how many, I mean, leaving our doors open and staying open, how many people came in and were like, how are you open? Because they voted one way and not the other, but then how much they came back again and was like, Whoa, this is weird. This This is what it used to be like. And it's like, yeah, this is freedom. Come in and have a piece and, and enjoy. And they, they started thinking, okay, well, maybe this... Right? To stay open isn't such a bad thing.
2: Changing minds through steak. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, welcome. feel free to put that on the back. It'll only cost you one steak sandwich, medium rare, side of fries, for <laughs> God's sakes. 312 642 5600. I want to thank Chef Casey for coming in. And it's Foxfire Steaks, Chops, and Seafood. Yes, sir. Thank
13: Thanks you very much, me. brother. God bless.
2: You too. We'll be back after this.
0: Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On The Sean Thompson Show, on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
2: (laughs) The company, my friend texted me, he's like, the stockyards closed. I said, no, the company was stockyards. God, I can't remember where it was. I used to have to carry the meat. Always love a good steak sandwich. Couldn't get a good steak sandwich tonight, though, because he didn't bring it. Not because he can't make it. That's what's aggravating. All he had to do was bring me one. Derek. Oh, God. North Aurora. Hi, Derek. Sean, how's it going tonight? Good, buddy. How are you?
14: Uh, fantastic. After waiting on hold forever to talk to you, don't care. I had to get this <laughs> off my chest. All
2: right, Go ahead. Go ahead.
14: Um, Number one. I loved what you said before you, uh, spoke to Timothy uh-huh. Um, your third option, vote with your heart, or I mean, uh, spend with your heart when it comes to investing Yeah, because after Biden was fraudulently put in place, I moved all my money out of anything that had anything to do with like my normal stocks. And I went all into ETFs that go against the market. And I figured, why not?
2: Yeah, you took some heat, but you're killing it now, kid.
14: I think I've been doing pretty good here in the last few months. Yeah, I'll say. Um, Number number two is something that really just me, and I would like to find someone that actually may know more about this than me. Me and my wife did our research on the upcoming election, and we were on Bellapedia. And she noted that it says, Illinois does not require proof of citizenship for voter registration. What the
2: hell is that? Neither does New York or California. Well,
14: that just got shot down in New York by the Supreme Court. And that's what bothers me is how come our legislators basically are not doing their job? Or is this just more of the scam of the Democrat crap that we have to deal with here in Illinois?
2: That's what it is, Derek. Well... We're moving soon. I talked to you when I was going
14: down to Tennessee to my property Mm -hmm. back in December, and we're moving soon. I just wanted to try and vote the right way to make sure the people, my neighbors, my friends, are in the right place when we leave. And it really bothered me. We did all this research, and just to see that, why in the heck this state allows that?
2: Because they need need government-dependent support. They need people who do not want the opportunity, the freedom, the property rights. They need people who want to be, have their sustenance from government, because then you could do anything to them. Who's more loyal? How is it a,
14: viable, though, when it's technically illegal through the Constitution? Ah,
2: legal, shmeagol. Legal's what they say it is. I know, it's Illinois, Le- I know. Legal, shmeagol. And, and, and here's the other thing. They'll do anything to stay in power. And I'm dead serious about that. Think about the mindset of Politicians. That have sold their loyalty, not to their constituents per se, but have sold their loyalty to the, the corporations and to the foreign entities that have been bribing them. You know how many politicians Correct. are backed by Chinese donations? How many politicians are backed by Soviet, former Soviet donations? How many politicians are backed by companies that exist on their very favoritism of the of of government. So what you have is the corruption of man that has destroyed the purity of a nation built in the freedom of, ironically, the man. So that's the problem. But here's the good news, Derek. It's not like that everywhere. The idea that you could register—you have to see what you have to go through to register to vote in Florida. Then when you go to vote, you got to bring your ID, baby. You are not voting. Hey,
1: Sean, whatever. I got. Yeah.
14: I got one last thing, real quick, to say. Uh-huh. Um, when we when we do leave the state I just want a reminder for all your listeners that are also leaving the state but still love you and going to listen to the show for as long as you're on the air okay. please go to the voter rolls and eliminate yourself from the Illinois voting roll when you do move so you don't get to vote when you technically don't live here no more and
2: that's right and you only I can do a democrat. It, You can only do it when you move when you die you'll be a democrat for eternity
0: here in Illinois 312-642-5600 he will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's, the final it's all a buzz here at AM560, The Answer. We've got
2: election coverage starting right after my show, led by the program director, day-to-day program directors, Marcus Brown, as he will be leading the legendary, a man who I personally love, Bruce Dumont. Apparently Mark Vargas is going to be here. He looks like he robbed the Miami Pro Shop. It's all dolled up. We also have Mike Scott still wearing a sport coat, very professional. This will all start at 7.05. But in the meantime, it's still my show where I will take your calls. Let's go quickly. Nikki in Oak Park. Hi, Sean. Hi, uh, just
9: a couple of things. Right. A family member um, opened a distillery down in Texas, and they have all those distributorship rules down there, too,
2: well, from the, restaurants
6: the and the difference stores. Is,
2: there is a difference. In in Texas, you, you as a restaurant can acquire, and you have to apply for it, a wholesaler license, which allows Damn. you a, lo- a little bit of uh, latitude as compared to here, the syndicate-controlled Illinois.
9: Oh, so you can't do that here? I didn't know that. No, I was thinking it was the same thing.
2: No, it's okay. it's, it's a little bit different. Okay. You can you can go directly okay. to um, the manufacturer. Oh. Yeah, so it's a little different, which really oh. is what it should be. But think about what government has to do. It needs to have that that layer of corruption in the middle because that layer of corruption, That's their leverage. It's their leverage, but it's also a a money laundering scheme for campaign contributions. Because those those right. guys who want to be in the middle and own the hawks, those guys. Have uh, have a layer of income that wouldn't exist, and that just simply gets passed on to the consumer, and that's why your drinks in Chicago. What I don't even know. I don't drink anymore, but from what I hear, they're oh, very yeah. expensive. You know,
1: yeah.
2: When I when I was a kid, you know, you you you, you could uh, order a drink and pick up a girl for like three dollars and eighty five cents for a Tangerine and tonic uh, in, in in Rush <laughs> Street. Those days are long gone. Thank you very much, Nikki. I appreciate it. Make no mistake, Illinois is the most corrupt. Teresa Gold Coast. Hey, Sean. How are you? I was at the bank today. I'm good. How are you? Very good, very good. You went to the bank today in Chicago. Yeah, I did. You robbed yes. or carjacked on your way back to the car?
6: I was not so far. All right. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see how <laughs> we'll see how that goes. All right. Um, but I was at the bank today, and there were no tellers. I mean, not one. I was second in line. More people were lining up. They had employees in the offices, you know, little offices that they have taking care of clients. Yeah. Uh, No sellers. Uh, So the employees taking care of the clients had to go back and forth from the client to us, client to us, to take care of everyone. The mindset is lift off the dole because no one wants to work. They are hiring, but no one will take the jobs. Nobody will take the jobs.
2: After that girl was murdered by the repeat offender, homeless guy that killed that beautiful young girl at the bank, I have to, uh, I would. would remember thinking, you know, when I was a kid, you'd go, especially women, would go and be bank tellers, and that was a way to do it. After that, I was thinking to myself, why even have them anymore? And I mean that. Why have bank tellers? Let everything go electronic. Forget the service to the ordinary customer and the man, because times, they are a-changing. And when it becomes both dangerous and expensive, I mean, after all, what's the? I remember when you, when when we were young in a bank teller, you, you you'd make a, a, a what four dollars an hour. Now it's fifteen dollars yeah. plus all the benefits. That means it costs the bank thirty dollars an hour to teach to teach somebody how to count money. This is the destruction yeah. of Democrat policies. I say eliminate the entire position because I, as the guy whose money is in the bank, I don't want to lose money by paying that dummy. No, let them to learn to be good people and the kids that were smart. You know what they became? Bankers. Now you've just given an excuse to never even hire tellers. And that's what happens when Democrats are in office. So did you vote today?
6: No. All right.
2: Find it as an act of futility?
6: Yeah, no. I mean, absolutely not. I don't vote anything Democrat.
2: No, I love that. So, but I mean, you could have voted Republican. Although, no, in in, in uh, how many races were vacant without even a Republican running in Chicago?
6: Oh, God.
2: Yeah, too many. So you didn't vote for the Republican yeah. uh, uh, primary for governor? No. All right. I like that. All right. She's got the George Carlin way. You're the only person that can complain, person who doesn't vote. Right? I like that. George Carlin felt the same way. Chris, the plumber.
11: Hey, uh, John. Hi, Chris. I voted for Ray
12: Bank today.
2: Good job, Chris. Uh, well, you're a working man.
12: Yeah, I've seen the, uh, the, the, some of the January 6th. They're showing guys in trees. It
9: says, Look, there's AR 15. See, see, <laughs> I, I didn't see it. I didn't see
2: the rifle. Yeah. I, and then he, oh, he, oh he's got a her. The guy with the man. No head mask. <laughs> masks, it's like when you were a kid and your father'd go over a bridge. He'd say, See the Sears Tower? Do you see it? No, I don't see anything. Yes, saw the Sears Tower. Same thing, Chris. Same scandal. I mean, there's nothing. There was nothing there. No, there's a sorority girl who says that uh, Trump uh, was yelling and wanted to yell even more, and then he wanted to go uh, and, and, and riot on January 6th. Then there's another news article, and I have it right here. Trump said he was screaming at the Secret Service, and he threw all kinds of chairs. There's a lot of stuff that are condemning Trump. And you know what? This is pretty much what Hillary Clinton accused him of back when he before he beat her in 2016. It's the same dementia. Yeah, the, it's the same delusion. Hillary Clinton, is that what she did? Yeah, she denied the race. In fact, you know what, Chris? I have a clip of that. Where is the Duchess of Chaffington? Don't we have somebody with illegitimate Biden? First, health. Is First, it? health. No, this isn't it. Is it? Two
4: years ago, COVID nineteen. Why is this so? Didn't loud? need any reminders
12: about how critical investments in care systems were, and health sec- and health security is.
2: Uh, I don't know how we got in that predicament. Here it is, right?
5: He's an illegitimate president in my mind. Yeah! That's it. I I think all the talk about impeachment and what the Democrats should do, that's fine. It's theoretical at this point. Let them investigate. Let them subpoena. Let them go to the Supreme Court. He's illegitimate. And my biggest fear is that he's going to do it again with the help of Vlad, his best pal, and we're going to be stuck for six more years with this guy. And
7: That's terrifying. It's terrifying. Would
8: you be my vice presidential candidate?
12: (laughs) Folks, look, I absolutely agree. One of the things we have to do here.
2: He agrees. He was illegitimate for four years. The Democrats were saying that. This is a, it's more than a witch hunt. I don't like that phrase. It's more than kabuki theater. It's a star chamber. It proves that Congress isn't representative, representative of the people. Congress is a body that wants to promote The corruption that Trump interrupted. Oh, and yes, people are seeing the corruption. Yeah. Yeah, the corruption. The foreign policy corruption. The military-industrial complex corruption. The corruption of the green energy boondoggle. That's all back in action under this Democrat mafia. Let's go really quickly. David Lansing, Worst Comedy in Radio.
10: Hey, Sean. uh, I voted today, but it was not very funny. It was uh, just chaotic kind of um first of all they're handing out sharpie markers and i heard a like a news article like two two three years ago about how sharpies bleed through yes they do bleed through and there's candidates on the back so none of the three election judges um seem to think it mattered and they said no other person before you said anything so i'm thinking in my head hundreds of people voted but nobody said anything the marker is bleeding through and they said well you know if it, if it's a problem, it'll kick it back out of the machine. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, I, yeah. guess I have to settle on that. Uh, David, then, then the next- voting
2: in Illinois is like rolling dice with Big Jilly. Don't you worry. He remembers where the dots are. 312 642 5600.
0: This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer.
2: All right, let's go to the lines. I cannot believe this show really almost over, but here's the good news. 705 AM 560, the answer will have election coverage. Bruce Dumont, legend, radio legend. I love him to death. Bruce Dumont will be in studio. Mike Scott, smartest newsman in radio, bar none, and the best dressed. Not even close. Bram, Burlington, Wisconsin.
4: Oh, wow. I got on quick. Thank you, Sean, for taking my call. Anytime, Bob. Uh, I just wanted to say that uh, from the COVID nonsense, some of the other nonsenses that we've been observing in Illinois for a few years, Mm -hmm. uh, a year ago we bought a place up here in Wisconsin and uh, moved in. Good for you. Uh, We have twice the house. And half ten the times the property? Half the tax. And my property taxes are half.
2: Isn't that awesome? Now you you've to say, got to get rid of that some of this, you've got to get rid of that governor who looks like Orville Redenbach on the mouth. You've got to do your best I, to get rid of I, him.
4: I'm 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 working on that stuff. We'll we'll do what we can. Okay. Uh, and and it just and we get a few less services, but you go, the services are much more efficient. There's a lot less nonsense and corruption. Yeah. So we're very blessed and pleased. Very good. Uh, yeah. And then the other thing, uh-huh. uh, Mr. Bailey, downstate. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm originally from downstate. I wasn't from Arlington Heights the whole time. I was from down in St. Louis. And I've, I've listened to him for the last few years when he ran for the, for the representative and, and things. He's never been in my district, but I've listened to him. So uh, he's probably one of the better choices.
1: Uh-huh.
4: And I'll put a plug in for him, even though if the legislature doesn't turn, it's not going to be much good. Anyway.
2: Couldn't agree with you more. Enjoy the view from Wisconsin. Show off. I love it very much. Jeff in Rockford. Hey, Sean. How are you doing? Good, buddy. Got one minute, brother.
12: Okay. You need to look into this. Uh, It's one of the biggest cases that the Supreme Court's looking at right now. It's the West Virginia versus the EPA. And if if West Virginia is successful, the
14: alphabet soup, Bureaucratic agencies are going down,
2: and it's the biggest case, in my opinion, it, since the last one is. where they put the they pulled the nail in the coffin of the baby murderers. And Jeff, you know what
12: bothers I, me the worst, what's is, a, is the FDA? The yeah. FDA took away the, the good taste and French fries and the good taste and donuts by making
2: them yeah the fryers. And the EPA, the and the EPA is a Gestapo organization that was an executive order of the, the most corrupt president, one of. This country ever had. Richard Nixon, also a phony Republican. Don't vote for a phony Republican. Right by time. 312. It's not. I can't give out the number. I'm going to miss my show. Tell Mark Vargas not to break it. After this, they'll take over.